Well, folks, how do you do? Larry G. McGuire here, writer and artist at larrygmcguire.com. Welcome along to the LARB. This is the podcast show for creative thinkers and doers. And uh, if you're currently exiting the mainstream or you wish to, well, then this is the show for you. I talk about stuff that interests me, first and foremost. Uh, it's generally associated with uh, creativity and work and uh, finding meaning in our work. Um, if you're pissed off or uh, disillusioned with how you've been doing things for the last while, well, you're in the right place because uh, not so long ago I felt the same and uh, made a couple of changes. And I suppose this podcast show uh, and the stuff that I write about on my site, larrygmcguire.com, has come out of that. So everything has its place, you know. I've got uh, my cup of coffee. I've got my um, favourite seat here in the shed. It's uh, the shed, I mean, is my studio. I converted it a couple of weeks ago. took me about four weeks. And the only thing I didn't do in here is uh, the uh, carpentry work. The, the door. I didn't hang the door and do the architrave and skirting and stuff like that. I did everything else. Uh, built the studs and slabbed it out and insulated it and wired it um, painted it laid the carpet <laughs> assembled the desk the deskature is that a word? put that in the dictionary um, and uh, I've soundproofed one of the walls I've got a load of soundproofing I have to do the other walls and uh, this is my place you know I'm really comfortable here and this is where I record the show. Uh, currently sitting on my desk. I've got a recent article open in front of me. Um, from LarryGMcGuire.com. It was published last Sunday as part of Sunday Letters. And Sunday Letters is the weekly newsletter that I put together and I shoot out to my readers. It's about 1,300 people there at the moment. Get that every Sunday morning. Sunday at some stage. Uh, I was working hard this last Sunday um writing this article it's it's really half of a chapter from the artist manifesto that i've been working on chapter eight called the creative self and uh it's fairly deep you know now i spent a lot of time on it on sunday saturday and sunday just uh, trying to uh, get thoughts down and, and uh, flesh them out and make sure that you know they're laid out in a coherent way and there's some flow to it and the, the article makes sense and that's tricky you know it's difficult because when you're embedded in something when you're immersed in something for so long you kind of lose uh, your judgment of it and you have to step away get away from it for a few hours or even uh, maybe a day and uh, that's why I, I don't understand this you know you read stories about people who are banging out books like 20, 30 books a month or a year and I'm going like, how is that even possible how can they distill their thoughts down into something coherent that other people can actually enjoy reading and has proper flow and structure to it when like to do a chapter I don't know how many words you put in a chapter maybe fiction is different to non-fiction but uh, um, these chapters are about 3000 words long I don't know if that's too long I don't I don't know. Some of them are longer, some of them are shorter, but that's what they are. And uh 
um, I just have to throw it down and then I read over it again and I refine it and then I read over it again and refine it. And I can only read over maybe a thousand words or twelve hundred words um, and refine that section at one time, you know, because I find if I try and refine any more, it just becomes too much. But anyway, that's just me. I don't know how people produce 20 or 30 or more books a year. I just don't know how to do it. Maybe it's just my brain. Anyway, I've been working on this chapter. Been working on a couple of chapters, refining them for publication on the fifteenth of October as part of the Artist Manifesto. And uh the book will be probably, I don't know, about 130, 150 pages or something like that. And uh if you haven't heard me speaking about it so far, I'm sure you have. It's a creative philosophy for life and work, and um I'm drawing on some of the stuff that I've learned myself and I'm drawing on some other people's material. Uh, and in this case, regard this chapter, it's it's all about the self and the nature of the self and how uh, the one of the biggest challenges for creative people is finding a place where we can be comfortable, uh, psychologically speaking, because there is this draw towards the middle, towards the centre, the majority, you know, and then there is this other aspect of us that requires us to be solitary. In fact, there's another chapter in the book uh, called Solitude, Embracing Solitude. Um, but in particular, there's, this, 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 there's almost this conflict within the self of where do I belong? Um, because when you're on your own and you make your stuff and then you bring it back to the world for other people to read and to see, you're open to uh, uh, criticism. People might like your stuff. People might love your stuff. And you have this uh thing going on where you know you're trying to you're trying to understand well is it good or is it not good you know and ultimately uh our challenge is trying to find peace with that or trying to find a place where it doesn't matter whether other people think it's good or not good for example uh i i was i like marketing and i like marketing technology like mailchimp and uh another wordpress i, lo- I love working with this stuff and tinkering with it and figuring it out and uh, there was a period there where I was doing some tutorials on YouTube for MailChimp and there was one of them I put up and, and uh, in my naivety I probably spent a little bit too long on the intro uh, but it was a good uh, video I mean it's descriptive and helpful and lots of people got value from it and uh, I made it specifically because there was a keyword I want, I was after so I decided on the keyword that I wanted to chase. I decided on the content and the nature of the video and the, the article that I wrote along with it. And I published it. And up on YouTube gets a, a few hits and it gets a lot of traffic and stuff. Um, but And most of the comments are, are kind. Some of them are kind of neutral. But I got this one comment there uh, today, this morning. And it was very critical, you know. It was almost uh, not aggressive, but it was uh, an abrasive comment in relation to uh, the video. And I'm looking at that comment and I'm reading it and going, will I reply to this douchebag or will I not, you know? So I was going to reply to him and then I didn't. And I said, well, if I if I uh, reply to him, well, then I'm, I'm giving, I'm fueling, I'm fueling his opinion and I'm giving him energy. And what's the point? Why should I uh, waste my own thought, my own uh, time on this gimp, whoever he is, right? Who didn't like my video 
uh, when I could put it into something else. I could put it into something positive. And um, this is the thing, you know, you, you paint a picture or you write a book. And uh, you publish it and some people love it and some people hate it. And then there's all these other people in between. And none of that ultimately matters. And it shouldn't. And it only matters to the degree to which we invest ourselves in it. You know? The degree to which we, we uh, invest ourselves in the thing. And the thing becomes us. And this is a problem. It's the same with business. People talk about business and art being different. But they're not. Business is an expression of a creative uh, urge. You know? And uh, people, when they launch a business, small business or whatever, they become so invested in the thing, um, it, it becomes them and they become it. And they can no longer differentiate, differentiate themselves from the thing. And uh, when it doesn't work out or someone criticizes it or whatever, they take it very badly. And it can be seriously damaging to ourselves, you know, to our sense of self. But that's only our ego bullshit. And really, uh, what it doesn't matter. And um, what this chapter, The Creative Self, attempts to do, and I don't know if it does it or not, maybe you'd be the judge of that. Uh, because like I said, when you're in amongst the trees, you can't see the forest, you know? So maybe you can't uh, by reading it. I'm going to narrate it for you today. Uh, where am I going? So uh, the challenge is to be able to make something and just let it go. And let people judge it, whatever way they want to judge it, because it's not up to you Um it's you know really it's not ultimately every creation everybody that ever creates anything does so um because of a need a subconscious need to to express something an unknowable self you know the part of us that we can never know never understand it's that that part that wishes expression wishes to know itself and know itself in physical reality through the stuff that we make and we're just tools vehicles but at the same time we are the unknowable self you know and that's what today's article is all about that's what this chapter from the book is all about and uh i'm getting into that today i'm going to read to you uh the extract it's about 15 1600 words and um i enjoyed writing this you know it it requires um or required of me a lot of uh focus and attention um and you know when i'm when i'm in that place and i'm writing here and i'm sitting in this chair and i'm banging away and i'm going over the stuff over it and over it and over it's like a plasterer you know it's like a plasterer and he plasters a wall or a painter well a plasterer is more or a, or or a sculptor or a, or a a potter you keep going over it over and over and over and over again until you get it to the point where you, where you go now. That's it. I'm happy with that. And I'm ed- I've been editing it today. Now I didn't publish this on I didn't publish this episode on Sunday because well I was just I was just too exhausted at the end of it. I mean it only, it's only sixteen hundred words this particular section, but it was bollocksed. That's Dublin for uh, knackered, and that's Irish for tired. You know. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, if you're interested in this chapter, this uh, article from Sunday Letters titled The Creative Self, stay tuned. It's coming up next. Chapter 8. The Creative Self. Do you know who you are? 
Are you consistent and steady in your daily creative endeavours? Confident in the face of the sometimes harsh responses to your work? Or maybe there's silence. Nobody pays attention. How does that affect you? The you that you think you are? Your driver's licence has a name and a photograph. Your online social profiles, your employee and tax records, your birth certificate and so on, all represent a fixed, unchanging you. But are you fixed and unchanging? What influences your idea of yourself? And what are the consequences for you creatively? In this chapter, we will explore the nature of the self from the perspective of creativity. We will look at the influences to our self-identity and self-concept and explore why these can sometimes have a negative impact on success in our chosen domain. We will also examine the relationship between that which we conceive ourselves to be and the source of all creative inspiration. The creative self. Be yourself, they say. Don't try to be someone you are not. From our earliest days, we are told to follow the staple advice for life and work. As children, we are discouraged from playing particular roles and encouraged to adopt more desirable traits that fit in with the design of our social group. We are sculpted and moulded by adults who appear from our young, naive position to know better than us. Influence towards the adoption of an ideological self is everywhere. The internet, for example, is full to the brim of well-intended motivational gurus peddling the same idea, enthusiastic in their desire to help you and me achieve success. Peer group pressures also exist, especially prominent on social media platforms where a sugar-coated reality encourages us to present a superficial version of ourselves. All of this serves to promote and further the idea that there, an ex- that there exists an ideological self towards which we must strive. It is a flawed concept, one that is ultimately damaging to individual creative expression. Everybody is pretending to be somebody. We all wear a mask to some degree. We are all hiding something, sacrificing an aspect of ourselves for the sake of social inclusion and acceptance. The underlying narrative of the social group is that it's dangerous on the outside. It's safe and secure on the inside. And there is something within us that wants to realise the feeling of belonging to this group. In this need, there is the self-conflict that every human being seems to experience to varying degrees. And the creative person, the artist, is particularly disturbed by this draw towards acceptance. On the one hand, there is the need for freedom and individual creative expression. And on the other, there is the need to be part of the collective. The muse calls, yet the world calls too. In our belief that we need to consistently occupy either one sense of self or the other, the socially acceptable self or the independent creative self, we bring about a split in consciousness. Simplistically speaking, we can say there is an individual self and a collective self. Our society, everything we love and everything we despise is a perfect reflection of the collective self or collective unconscious as termed by psychoanalyst Carl Jung. We might deride and disparage political leaders for their inability to govern for example, but in this we fail to see that they are a perfect reflection of the mass psyche of the population. On the other hand, Sigmund Freud believed that the individual self was the centre of all human experience and was the highest point of individuality. When I say I am, I am declaring what stands me apart from everyone else. But much of what I proclaim about myself is claimed by others too. We share aspects of our self-identity with others in society And as such, when I declare I am an artist, 
I am ascribing a schema or an idea to myself which others also apply to themselves. So do I create myself or does everyone else create me? Although we can speak of the, of the self in individual and in collective terms, it may be more accurate to say that the self is our dynamic, shifting and changing entity. It becomes what it will dependent on a host of varying factors and for us to find equilibrium and peace in this world is it imperative that we grasp an essential concept. In reality, the existence of a surface level self, personality, may perhaps be merely a shadow of an ultimately deeper, unknowable self. When it creates through us, it attempts to know itself in physical reality. For it to realise itself, it must become something. It must declare through art, language or other forms of communication what it is. This question regarding the origins of the self is ages old and unlikely to ever be answered unequivocally. However, it is true that we must create to know who we are. A composite self. The greatest challenge, I believe, to the integrity of the creative self is the duality of being, consisting of that which we are when we are alone or in creative flow and that which we are when we are influenced by others. Others may not be present, but still, they affect our thoughts, ideas and behaviour. In our society, there is a relentless draw towards the centre, towards sameness, mediocrity and adherence to group norms. These things can be ultimately destructive to the creative spirit. Being drawn towards the centre, we risk losing our natural ability for creative and innovative thinking. We can, of course, find gratification and artistic expression through collaboration, but often we see those opportunities as remote from the mainstream. The mainstream demands our conformity, it requires it to exist. Dissenting voices are castigated, reviled and dehumanised by the ruling classes and the extremes they are often imprisoned or executed. The momentum of the world leans heavy towards a state of mind dependent on instant gratification and conformity, often sweeping us along with it. Our role as artists is to break this momentum. If there is one thing that is certain in this constant exchange, it is that the self is in permanent flux. In a single moment there is infinite change. Just as everything within the seasons, the days and the hours change, the self changes. On close examination you may find that you are a different person when you are with your spouse than when you are with your friends. Observe how you are with your father, then your mother. Or if you have children, watch how you are with your youngest child versus your oldest child. Observe your behaviour when you are at work versus when you are at play. You may see that you change depending on the place you are in too, even when you are with the same people. Take a work night out, for example. It's the same for others. Everyone's self-expression is in constant flux and exchange with everyone else's and the environment. The changes might be subtle, but they are apparent. It is an indisputable fact that the self is ever-changing and the idea that you must be yourself is completely untenable. To be yourself implies that you should be constant, unchanging, remaining mostly the same and impervious to the influences of your environment and other people. Like a character in a book or a movie, you are expected to be, to be the same for everyone with whom you interact. But this expectation really demonstrates the underlying flawed premise ingrained in the human psyche. The self is a multifaceted, moving, fluctuating thing constructed from a myriad of touch points and exchanges to the conscious focal point that is you. Sure, when you are alone, you may settle at a position closer to equilibrium, assuming that is you allow yourself to switch off. But even in that, 
you must accept that the creative self is an ever-changing composite entity. The circularity of the self. As you read in the previous chapter covering time, the nature of human existence is not a linear one, but a multidimensional one entirely happening in a cyclical moment of now. The self is created in the same way. From thought comes language, and from language comes activity. For the artist or craftsperson, there is at first inspiration, which may arise from a single or a series of real-world experiences, although sometimes it may appear in mind as a sudden flash of an idea that we cannot attribute to anything specific. Either way, thoughts, language, around the idea, around the original idea, begin to build. We can't know how long it will take for something substantial to come about. That varies from artist to artist, and may take years. However, once we maintain a focus of attention on the creation of our idea, then something will materialise. So in our making of the thing, who are we bringing along for the ride? What version of ourselves is it that is creating? Are you a starving artist, broke as a pie crust? Do you lack a secure sense of self, creating for the sake of peer recognition? This consideration is crucial because whoever we think we are will be replicated over and over and in many respects be inflated by the results we see. The surface level, level personality whom I refer to as I, the self, is continually shaped by experience. Experience comes about by focus of attention on goals, dreams and aspirations. Attention is that element of the broader self that allows me to focus my energy on the attainment of those goals through physical effort. So we can see that the processes within consciousness are not linear, but circular, spiraling, spiraling up to the heights of success or down to the lows of failure. Either way, we make it all. That article uh, titled The Creative Self is available on LarryGMcGuire.com. You can give it a read there. Um, I've, that the one I've narrated just now is, a, is uh, has been edited this morning from the original published article and it'll probably be edited slightly uh, and, and also added to for the, uh, the published version of the chapter anyway uh, I'd love to know what you thought of that um, shoot me a message or uh, wherever you're listening to this ping me a message on twitter at Larry G McGuire uh, you can ping me a message on Spreaker if you're listening there or on Anchor uh, anyway um, sometimes like I said when you're when you're in something you can't see if it's any good at all but as I read it back it seems to make it seems to flow okay <clears throat> so I'm happy enough with it and uh, like I said that's part of chapter 8 uh, of the Artist Manifesto due out on the 15th of October um, if you'd like to get uh, a copy of the book in paperback and PDF and EPUB and Moby versions that's the Kindle version and uh, the audiobook also. If you jump over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire and become a patron, check out the levels of patronage there. You can uh, you can get all of that stuff and some more. Uh, I'm also creating for all patrons um, to, I suppose, promote the launch of the book, a series of 21 uh, custom postcards with quotations that uh, means up to me from people that I admire and quotes that um, have struck a chord so uh, check those out on Patreon too um, 
I've been drawing a lot of what uh, I've been thinking and, and feeling and uh, digesting from a number of different sources, uh, from social psychology, from uh, psychoanalysis, uh, from the books that I read, from Alan Watts, from uh, some stuff uh, in the realms of quantum physics, Carlo Ravelli. Uh, it all leans into itself, you know. And what's funny is uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm picking up these days, books that I'm that are kind of striking a chord or getting my attention, when I open them up, I'm reading the same stuff that I'm writing about, all are worded maybe differently, you know. Like uh, I got in the post today, um, The Icarus Deception, Seth Golden's book, I think it was from 2012, I don't know where I read that it was about art and creativity, but uh, I said, yeah, well, I'm going to get that and see if the story is. So I did. And I opened it up and um, see if I can find a quote now. Where did I find today's quote? Um, today's quote. Let me see if I can find it here from the from Patreon, the artist quote quotes that I'm publishing on Patreon uh, featured. I found it in this book, The Icarus Deception. And uh, see if we can get it here. It's by... Um, come on. You know, when you want something, you can never find it. Uh, uh, Yves Klein, um, the artist, French artist, he says, everyone is an artist, a creator, and a refiner of sensibility without knowing it. And uh, that's exactly what you'll find in the artist manifesto it speaks the same thing and uh, everything I'm picking up these days seems to reflect the material in the book and I suppose that the way, that's the way things go isn't it you know um, just the first little section from this book uh, The Icarus Deception I'm going to read it for you it says we are all artists now that's the title on the first page how long are you going to wait they told you to get your resume in order, to punch your ticket, to fit in, and to follow instructions. They told you to swallow your pride, not to follow your sw- not to follow your dream. They promised trinkets and prizes and possibly riches if you would just suck it up and be part of the system, if you would merely do what you were told and conform. They sold you debt and self-storage and reality TV shows. They sold your daughters and sons too, all in exchange for what would happen later. When it was your turn. It's your turn. So. Like it's everything I'm writing about. You know. And I've been writing about for a while. And sometimes when you're sitting on your own. You're writing stuff. That comes into your head. You know. You think you're mad. You know. Maybe you're not getting responses. And this is. This is, this kind of flows into the. Into the article that I narrated for you there. You're not getting responses. You know. And maybe you post stuff to Facebook or whatever. Just crickets. You know what I mean. And uh, if you get caught up in that, it's tough, or it can be tough, because you're going, oh, jeez, this must be shit. There's nobody even posting a, a comment. Um, but there could be a thousand reasons why you're not getting comments. With a small audience like I have, you're not going to get a huge amount. People are busy, and uh, algorithms don't... Um, algorithms get in the way, you know? So anyway, you got to just keep plugging you got to just keep going regardless. And i got to follow my own uh, advice and just keep doing it. 
because uh, well I enjoy doing it I enjoy sitting here and I enjoy uh, fleshing out my thoughts and ideas and it is encouraging to see that other people are talking about this you know the likes of Seth Godin has spoken about it countless people have spoken about it continue to speak about it so I'm hoping this book will resonate if it doesn't it doesn't so what um, it's all a bit of fun <laughs> so what am I doing what else have I got for you i got three books in the post another couple of books that I got today and uh, one, the first one well I spoke to the Seth Godin book uh, the other one is The Phenomenon of Man by uh, a French um, uh, a French priest by the name of Pierre Thielhard de Chardin and uh, he was um, he was born in France a Jesuit, Jesuit priest uh, born uh, in 1911 and he was a paleontologist too and the reason why I bought this book is because uh, Alan Watts uh, recommended in one of his audios that uh, we read this man and uh, I've just read the intro and uh, the foreword and I like it already the other book that I've been kind of dancing around getting for a while I don't know why I didn't just get the bloody thing was um, or is rather called The Fractalist Memoir of a scientific maverick Benoit B. Mandelbrot and I'm going to do some stuff on this dude because um, he has uh, oh, I'm just looking at the cover here <laughs> that's cool um, Mandelbrot discovered a pattern in static uh, that has since been called uh, Mandelbrot set and it's really about fractals and uh, how everything in, in nature is uh, expressions of fractals human beings are the expression of fractals you know we keep keep popping more out and uh, we die off at one extreme extreme and we come into being at the other um, and I'm looking forward to getting into that I don't know when I'm going to have time to read all this stuff there's so many books there I'm just buying books all around me I'm spending hundreds of euro on books and um, I don't know when I'm going to I've put three of them on the go at the moment I've got uh, I've got two books by uh, Mihai, I think I'm that pronouncing that right. One's called Flow, which I've, I've finished, but I'm continuing to read from. And the other one is called Creativity. Um, and I've got another one here by Stuart Brown, um, MD. It's called Play, uh, about the importance of play, how it shapes the brain, opens the imagination and invigorates the soul. And I've got another one here called The Road to Excellence. I've spoken of that before. It's by Anders Ericsson. And it's a bunch of... Uh, um, uh, scientific reports and investigations psychological investigations into the nature of excellence and expert performance all these things on the go and uh, all of that influences the stuff that I write but there's something at the core of it that has me reaching out grabbing this stuff and uh, I'm enjoying it I'm loving it I can't absorb enough of this stuff you know so shinai that's it listen I'm going to bow out uh, I have to go and collect my young girl from school so I'm going to get out of here for now and uh, I want to encourage you one last time today to get over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G McGuire become a patron buy me a pint cup of coffee whatever a dollar a month uh, help me make more of this stuff takes about five or six hours seven eight hours sometimes to write an article and record it and get it out there 
I'd love to do more of it. And uh, if I can garner enough support for the stuff that I'm doing, well then, um, I'll drop the day job and continue with full time. But we'll see. Uh, whether you do or you don't, I'm going to keep making the stuff. But if you like it, maybe uh, get over there and uh, let me know. Larry G. McGuire uh, from LarryGMcGuire.com. Bowing out for now. I hope you have a good day. But if you're up to it, I'll talk to you later. Take it easy.